welcome everyone to the KCP Show. I'm your host, Chris, alongside my co-host, Kenny. And today we have a special guest, one of my best friends from 10 years ago, still my best friend to this day. We have Thomas Nagel. What's up, Thomas? How are we doing? What's up, guys? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have Glad to be here. Glad to be good, here. Good. That's good. What's up, Kenny? How's everything? <laughs> Man, I just saw a crazy bad beat in that in that Monday night football game. You know, Thomas had some money on the line actually, but good beat a for me. Terrible good beat for bad me. beat with the backdoor cover for any Seattle betters right there. Plus six and a half. I mean I had Seattle plus I had Seattle plus minus five and a half. So, you know, I'm happy. The best of both worlds right there with the uh, Boston Scott going or who is that? Sanders going right up the middle. <laughs> Eagles plus six and a half, never a doubt. Never, never a doubt. doubt. Easy what do you money. say, Thomas? What, you, what do you always say? Don't go against what? <laughs> never bet against Vegas. Never bet. 91% of the money, public money, was on Seahawks and who covered Eagles. Never bet against Vegas. Nine percent. Everyone That's be crazy. a millionaire, listen to Thomas. Just, Just bet to money Thomas. to Thomas. Thomas, you Thank ever think you. of like Thank selling you. picks online? Just like, you people that do that? <laughs> I mean, I may have considered it once or twice. I don't consider myself that much. Of a I would genius, buy some picks from you. Thank yo, yo, Thomas, thank tell, you. tell tell everyone what your friend did today about the the first Seattle play. Oh, there was a over under of three and a half for the first rushing um, attempt of the game, <laughs> and I bet my friend bet a hundred dollars on it to be over three and a half. And it was, and I believe it was. A, I believe it was a six-yard game. Chris Carson. So wants, That's just a terrible bet. That. So I, I don't care. If I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, but you know how anxious that'd be? That's like, that's like betting a coin toss or something. That's nah, just what I was thinking. That's like that's so much fun. My friend, I feel like it's so much fun. My friend won 800 bucks last night on a, uh, a, full, a full Packers. Just went Packers down on FanDuel. You know, went all in on Rodgers and Packers in the over. Made so much money. What was the over under that? was probably like... Probably like forty five. It was like forty four and a half, and then they, yeah, it had to be low. It was, it was like what they scored like sixty in that game, but it's because yeah. the Bears defense hurt from carrying them all year. They just gave up yesterday. It's so funny. I feel so bad for. I don't. I don't even think. Yeah, me and Kenny were talking about yesterday. Like we just kind of feel bad for the quarterbacks. Just I feel bad for Trubisky. He's just so awful. Yeah, it's like it's not his fault. He's put on a good team with like he's on a good. Like, that's a, not a bad football team. He just sucks. Like he makes that team bad. <laughs> Like it's awful. not it's not his fault that he has to be thrown in that situation. Like he's a bad people forget they're he's five and one. They were five and one. I was thinking about that. How on earth with this Chicago Bears team five and one? Defense, um, defense, luck. I don't know. That's what I would say. And a couple of those those yeah. wins, like they should have lost versus the Lions. They should have lost versus the Falcons. Like, Do you remember Week One? Versus the Lions, yeah. You remember DeAndre uh, Swift. Yeah, I believe it was Swift. Mm-hmm. That's two games. All right, well, let's get right into it here. So we're going to go over week 12, what just happened in the NFL. We're going into four games this week. And after that, we're just going to talk about AFC and the NFC. We're going to get into the playoff talk, see what's happening there, see what's going to be coming up in the running, see who's already in and what they're going to be seeing in the future. And then we're going to talk about what the Miami Dolphins should do at the quarterback position, having – a little controversy with Fitz and Tua now. But for now, let's start off. Let's go. Tennessee, Indianapolis, AFC divisional game. Looking like whoever's winning this is going to try and take over. And we just had a complete blowout. Derrick Henry went absolutely insane. And Tennessee won by, um, what was that score? At 45 to 26. 
So, you know, I'll give this first one to Thomas, our, our guest here. Thomas, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I feel like this was kind of a little bit what I expected. I mean, the Colts beat them the first time around. We knew the Titans were going to come back and respond. And also, like, the Titans are one of those teams where, like, they're not going to blow you away, but they know exactly who they are. Um, everyone knows that at this point, Derrick Henry's definitely the best running back in the NFL, in my opinion. He's the only, maybe him and Dalvin Cook are the only, like, true running backs that, like, can completely change a game. And they, their entire game plan from game to game revolves around Derrick Henry. Um, if he gets it going, which he usually does, it sets up the play action for Tannehill, who, again, isn't going to blow you away. I think he threw for about 221, one touchdown. But um, his stats don't blow you away. You'd think, oh, they scored 45. Tannehill must have had, like, a good game. Like, he was fine. But, like, when is he ever, like, amazing, you know? He just needs to be good enough. And they, they have an identity. And honestly, like, I don't see them obviously beating like the Chiefs or maybe even the Steelers, but they made it to the AFC championship game last year and they know exactly who they are. Their defense isn't amazing, but I, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, this guy this guy fits in perfectly with us, Kenny. The, those two running backs he just listed are the guys we list every week about being the best in the NFL. Yeah, every we actually talked about that, I think what, two or three podcasts ago about how Ryan Ryan Tannehill's game is purely based on Derrick Henry's success. That if, there's, if there's McNichols in the backfield, you know, like Tannehill isn't throwing the ball everywhere. But Thomas, I, I got a question for you. Okay, what's here? Right, so yeah. you said they're not they're not going to compete with the Chiefs, right? So are, is this Titans team a contender at all? Or are they pretenders? I think I think they are a contender. I think that it's hard to compare them to the Chiefs because, in my opinion, the Chiefs are far and away the best team in the NFL right now. But I would I think the Titans are a top five team right now. Top five, top five. Yes, I so I would who, say there are contenders. I saw I saw an article today on the top four teams in the NFL, all in the AFC. Now I was trying to kind of just thinking about my head. I mean, I know Pittsburgh and Kansas City, but I didn't really see any other two teams in there that would that really like like I don't know. The AFC is kind of very loaded this year, but besides the point, I'm gonna go on to this game really quick. But Indianapolis did that. Uh, they did not have. Um, uh, they were actually out with their running back. I forget who it was. Oh, Jonathan, was Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, from Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he wasn't playing. He had COVID or whatever. She was on the list. So I mean, that's kind of a blow since Indianapolis kind of does use a rushing game. Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. He's kind of like another guy. You know, just kind of have to do what you got to do. I mean, but he's like in his later years at least. Um, but I completely agree with what Thomas just said. Tannehill with 13 for 22 passes, 20, only 22 attempts, and they have 45 uh, points. Like that's kind of insane. I mean, 13 and, completions. That's it. That's it, man. Like, and he got he got sacked once. It was literally all Henry. 27 carries, 178 yards, and three touchdowns. And he did that all in the first half with the touchdowns. So it was really just a blowout from the start. At halftime, it was already um, 35 to 14, and. After that, everyone kind of knew it was over. Is it is it a fair statement to make then that th- this game kind of exemplifies how much better the AFC is than the NFC? Because you can look what the Colts the Colts beat the Packers last week, arguably one of the best teams in the NFC. So does this mm-hmm. can you is it a statement that you can make that this game just shows how much better the AFC is this year? Oh, um, a thousand percent. The AFC is much better. It's it's this game. I mean, I don't know if this game kind of proves it, but it kind of does a little. You know, I don't know, division games, the NFL, they're always unpredictable. 
you know, you could have the worst team always beat the best team in the division game. To me, home and away means nothing. But in this situation, coming off that nice overtime win that Indianapolis had, coming here to Tennessee, who, I mean, they kind of died off a little. Everyone was like, oh, what happened to them after that? What were they, 5-0 and start? Then, yeah. yeah, last year. And then they, but they also beat the Ravens. They, Derrick Henry again had, did what Derrick Henry does. So, I mean, obviously, the key point to this team is Derrick Henry. And without it, I mean, I don't even, <laughs> who knows what they'd be. Yeah, they wouldn't so, be much, Chris. They would not be much. Not at all. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's go, let's go into the next game. Um, Kenny, you, I'll give you the pick. You want to go, we'll go you know, Arizona, New England, or San Francisco and the Rams? We'll go Arizona, New England. All right, go ahead. Let's see, um, let's see you know, I think, I think the Cardinals showed signs of weakness. Kyler wasn't on his best game. You know, he, he, he did have 23 completions, but look, he only had 170 yards. You know, that means he's throwing little, little dumb passes. He didn't have a touchdown. So I think the Cardinals showed signs of weakness. And then this Patriots team, as bad as, they, as, bad as they've been, they've won three of their last four. Belichick's got them battling. They haven't quit. As much as I hate to say it, being a Jets fan, but – the Patriots still aren't a laughing stock in the league, and I don't think they're going to be for quite a while. I mean, it was a 17-point turnaround. It was it was 10 nothing Arizona, then it was 17-10 New England. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what New England's next steps are because this isn't the answer. You can't you – know, I got a little lucky here. 84 yards and two picks for Cam. Like, only, you're leading Russia at 47 yards. Stats-wise, Arizona destroyed them, but – um, I don't know. This is a stand for New England. I didn't expect this coming in there. I'm. I do like Arizona a lot. I do like the way they play, their style. They're kind of like a fun team to watch, and I think I think that's kind of the reason I like them. They're just fun to watch, and it's not really as good as they are, but they have the potential to be. They just have to use it right. All right. So my opinion on this game is, I was honestly really disappointed with Arizona, um, both in Cliff Kingsbury and in Kyler. Um, they were a very exciting team to start the year, but now they've lost three out of their last four. And honestly, they really don't look that great. They're a fun team to watch at times. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, they have good receivers. Kyler is always a fun quarterback. But at the same time, like, I don't see them making any real noise in the playoffs. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. He's cost them about one to two games this season, I would say. And their defense isn't great. I don't know. I've just been kind of underwhelmed these last few weeks, and it's kind of disappointing because they started off as such a fun and exciting team, and now it's kind of just like, eh, another team. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but this is a very young team, and I think they're just starting to mold into what they're going to be in the future. I think they're set up very nicely, but this loss, I mean, coming off the loss, so their past three games, actually, coming off that Hail Mary win, Right, that Hail Mary win, I think, just put a lot well, of hype Mary... on their name. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right? No, they won that. Yeah, game. yeah. You're right. My <laughs> fault. My fault. My fault. Hail Mary. Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. Yeah, Hail Mary. Yeah, they came into that. They got a win out of that, which really, I guess, I guess they really shouldn't have got that win, right? And then they put up a very good fight with Seattle, and then you know they're coming on the East Coast playing a struggling New England team for New England standards, and. We just see them, I mean, they just kind of blow it, really. They just had no explosiveness, no offense, like, was generated, really, like, normally. Kyler did not really run the ball at all. And, 
to me, that's kind of a big thing for him. He only went five carries, 31 yards. Um, but I don't know. I like this team. I think they could definitely make it to the playoffs. And if I look at the rest of their schedule, it's a, it's kind of it's here and there. They could win some, lose some. You got the Rams, the Giants, the Eagles, the Niners, and the Rams again. And it's just going to be very interesting to see. They could definitely they could easily win that out if they play the right way. Like these last five. Yeah, games, and before can... yeah, before yeah. you guys continue, um, I think this also feeds into the fact like I'm not going to completely write them off because even though everything I just said, um, it is worth noting that like the NFC isn't particularly strong this year. Like I'm not super high. I don't think anyone is on like really any of the teams in the NFC. So honestly, if they do make the playoffs, like despite again, despite everything that I said, you know, who's to say they can't win a game or two? You know, they are an exciting team. They do have a very good offense. Um, Their defense isn't great, but I could see them winning a game or two, maybe making a little bit of noise. Yeah, I don't know. To me, they kind of, you know what they kind of remind me of? They kind of remind me of uh, New Orleans, the Pelicans. Like That's amazing you just said that, Chris, because I was going to bring that up. They, they the kind of remind me of the Pelicans. The, yep. They're a good team. They're fun to watch, you know. They have hope. They have future, right? Because, I mean, Murray's kind of – um. There, he's kind of almost changing the league. I mean, not really, but like showing he's part of the change of mobile quarterbacks. And so that's, I don't know, that's just very... Yeah, I was, I was more going to compare them either to the Pelicans or the Suns, I was thinking, both those teams, but... Suns are nice too. Yeah, it's crazy. Great minds think alike, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say, right? I guess so. And then we're going to go... So let's go into the other game now. We're going to two other NFC West... Um, contenders the Niners and the Rams and the Niners had a bit of um an upset I, I could say easily yeah you can say no, that actually you I can easily say that spread was like seven and a half or something and they're I think it fell down to five at the end but I did it yeah it started yeah. off pretty like decently high I was more than a touchdown I was surprised don't bet against Vegas don't bet against <laughs> Vegas <laughs> the, of the podcast yes right. exactly. they got Richard Sherman back the Niners you know they're looking uh, <sighs> healthy most it was back yeah, he came back too, but he had a he had a costly fumble at the end. Yeah, he did. But um, uh, this yeah. this Niners team just keeps fighting. Like they just keep fighting. They're they're right in the midst of a playoff race. Nick, there's Mullins, no reason they man. can't make the playoffs. They have Nick Mullins. You know, they lost Jimmy G. They lost Kittle. They just keep fighting. I mean, Mullins is just so reliable now. I don't know. I feel like he's <laughs> just he's just here now, and he's just playing pretty good. Like he's not playing bad. Like. I don't know, but the Niners, this is me. So Thomas, me and me and Kenny say almost every week how inconsistent the Rams are. And I'm still going to keep talking about this because this is not a game they should have lost after coming off a great Monday night win versus the Bucks. Like, like a really uh, good- see, I disagree. I feel like this is a letdown game. They just beat two weeks ago. They beat Seattle last week. They beat Tampa, two very good teams, two teams that are again in the playoff picture for the NFC. I feel like this was a little bit of a letdown spot. Now, obviously, from like a top team, you would, yeah, you wouldn't want them to have a letdown. But like, understand, like it's the NFL. Like, I don't know. Like personally, like this doesn't change like my opinion about the Rams. I still think they're a contender in the NFC. And in my opinion, maybe a little bit of a hot take. But if I had to pick a team from the NFC, I think the Rams would be up there for me. They'd probably be my choice between them and the Saints. 
All right. Wow. All right. That's a very, right very interesting point right there. I don't there, think I'd put the Rams up there. I, but... I would not have the Rams up there to me. I, I, could, I, I could see, see them losing the first round. I definitely see where you're coming from, though. See, I like their defense, and I trust in Sean McVay. Like, just watching the Agreed. Bucks game last week, they completely picked apart that Tampa Bay defense, which maybe isn't that good. But, I mean, like, they had, they're they pretty good. They're one of the best defenses in the league, I'd say. Um, I just trust Sean McVay and the Rams' defense. They have so much talent where – they went all in on this year, on the next few years. They don't have any draft picks coming up. So, to me, like, if they're going to win, it's going to be this year. And I think the NFC is wide open, and they've been there before. They've done it. Obviously, Jared Goff isn't going to blow you away, but I think he could make enough throws where if Sean McVay sets, up, sets him up well enough um, that they could make noise in the playoffs. Yeah, and if you look at the Rams, none of their losses are really bad. Um I mean, Buffalo – I mean, San Francisco twice gets a letdown. I think you can say that. But Buffalo, San Francisco, and Miami. None, none of those losses are against bad teams. They're all those, – those are playoff teams right there besides maybe San Francisco. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick with my original. Like, to me, if I look at just how the Rams have been all season, you know, you have that Bills game. They should have won that game to me. They were down by like 30. They came back. Like they should have won that game, but you know they deserve to lose it. And then they lost to the Niners, and but then they lost like losing to them twice. To me, is kind of like a big deal. Like it's not like it's not a huge deal, but it kind of like it it opens opens my eyes. Like I'm really looking at it. And that win to the, that loss against the Dolphins is just like, I mean, I got yeah, two was there, blah blah blah, but they really just played awful. It wasn't really much Tua. Tua didn't do anything in that game really. It was just- well, that one was that one was totally on golf. The one thing that you could criticize um, the Rams' offense about is if you do pressure golf, sometimes he just like shuts down and like he'll get in his own head. And in that Miami game, it was very evident. I know this was a few weeks ago, but you could just tell they're getting pressure on him. And like even when they weren't getting pressure on him, like he was in his own head and he wasn't making any of the throws and he was turning the ball over and he just did not look good. So, honestly, like, that's the game plan to beat the Rams. But I think Sean McVay knows that. And I think by the time you give him a week in the playoffs, you give him some time to prep for a team, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet against them. I would not bet against the Rams. I mean, you can ask Thomas. I've been saying this for years. I do not like Jared Goff at all. He's not my quarterback. I do not want him to lead my team to any sort of victories in the playoffs. He's not going to make a run at it. I mean, they had that Super Bowl run, but obviously, like, it's, it's to me that I just don't like him at all. Chris, flashback a couple years, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you drafting Wentz or are you drafting Golf one two? Assuming those two go one two still. Nah, nah, Dak Prescott. Um, uh, okay, assuming those two nah, go one two. Um, I guess Golf. Wentz is just awful. He's just so bad. I mean, like. He, yeah, I'd he, say Golf too. He's like a top. He's like in the worst five quarterbacks in this league right now. He's like, he's horrible. Like he's missing wide open throws. And I don't know. Golf has always got the pieces, though. So like, I don't know if I. Golf always has cup. Like he always has. Like he's woods this year. He always has somebody, and he, yeah. he and he had. Um, uh, he always has a solid defense with Aaron Donald. Yeah, right he there. Had, yeah, he had cooks too, but and yeah, right. He's always had weapons. He just has yeah. to learn how to use them. And um, um, totally forgetting his name right now. I don't know why. And, um. What the hell? Gurley, Gur- yeah, Todd Gurley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the year they went to the Super Bowl, he was amazing. So, 
yeah, he's in a he's in a good situation. He's he's got a good coaching staff. You know, he's in a much better spot than Wentz right now, undoubtedly. Yeah. All right, and we'll jump into this last game. I don't know. This, I feel like this is a kind of a fake game. Twenty Kansas City and Tampa Bay. You said Tyreek Hill. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Okay. That's basically, what I said. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Did you see that flip into the end zone? On Tyreek Hill, backflip. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, cute. Eight out of ten. Eight, eight out of ten for me. You know why he didn't, he didn't land it? He didn't land it. No, didn't stick the landing. Remember the one against who was that dude in the Bengals? Like, uh, yeah, 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 seven yeah, years ago. Simpson, Simpson. Yeah, that was that was insane. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got a I got a quick Nothing. interruption. A quick interruption right now. A Go little Bleacher Report update: five hundred k Seattle loss on a bet. <laughs> Six and a half, five hundred thousand dollars. That's, I was just going to send that to you after the podcast. That's insane. That's insane. Do not bet against nope. Vegas. Nope. Never. Nope. Never do it. Don't Never do it. do it. Don't do it. Yeah, so let's just quickly go into this game. I mean, Kansas City was the Kansas City. really wasn't a 27-24 game. Tampa Bay had a, had some plays at the end that made them look a lot better than that they actually were. Um. I mean, I don't know. To me, it just, just shows how good Kansas City is, and they're definitely the team to beat. No other team comes close. They, but both. I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but let me play. Let me entertain. I'll entertain you for a little bit. Let me play some devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Are you concerned, as well as they can throw the ball, as good as Mahomes is, are you concerned that they don't have any rushing attack? Because, mind you, what were they up in this game? They were up by. What was it? 27 to 10, right? Um, They're up 27 mm-hmm. to 10. But they couldn't really ice the game away because they don't really have a rushing game. Le'Veon Bell's almost non-existent. Edwards Alaire, I mean, he's fine, but like he's nothing special. Like I personally, like, do you trust the Kansas City rushing game? And if they are in a situation where they have to ice the game, do you trust them to put it away? Because in this game, like, as much as you said, like this game was like over or whatever. Like the Bucks did have a chance at the end potentially to either tie it or win it. So as much as Kansas city dominant, as much as we think that they're far and away, the best team in the NFL, what do you think about their rushing attack? Um, I don't know. I, I trust them. Not that I don't think Kansas city is ever going to be a team that they look to put it away in a traditional style. I think they're the team that when they're looking to put it away, they're going to let Mahomes roll out of the pocket a little bit, and they're going to trust them either to run for a couple yards and slide or hit a short receiver for five and six yards. So I wouldn't be concerned that they don't have a traditional like rushing style to ice a game away. I think maybe you can say that it got exposed a little bit last game. But if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm, I'm not concerned because I just trust Mahomes to make the right decision to drop him back for a pass and he's not going to throw an incompletion. That's my thought. And then if he's, if he's under pressure, he takes a sack, so what? No, I mean, I, I yeah, no, I I haven't complete trust in it. Obviously, it's not their go-to, and because to me, Kansas City has the most reliable receiver in the league. I'm a tight end, but it's Travis Kelsey. So if I'm trying to ice a game third down, he's always going to be there for me. And if not, what Kenny just said, you can roll out, run for a few yards because Mahomes is pretty mobile. And I don't know. I feel Mahomes could easily be one of the best quarterbacks this league. Is going to be could be the single-handedly best quarterback ever the way he's playing. We'll see how that comes out. But, I mean, to me, Carlos Hilaire, I like him a lot. Great year in LSU. I like him. But 
if leave imagine dude if Le'Veon Bell is your backup what does that say about your team Le'Veon Le'Veon's not that good anymore but but man. but but Le'Veon Bell as a backup as a backup look I think Le'Veon's a backup running back in the league now yeah mm-hmm. I agree I think anywhere for the most part I would put him back on Frank Gore for all sake I mean Le'Veon <laughs> sucks man <laughs> No, Maybe there's a little salt to that right he, there, but salt to the wound. But he he comes out, he he gives you what he what you need though. He comes out and he gives you what backup should do. He's not a fullback, right? He comes in, he does what a running back should do, and he has hands, like he'll be able to catch. But I see what you're saying, but I just don't like Le'Veon personally. But but to answer your question, no, I have I have no worries about this running game. Just because right, so I guess we could talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. We could talk a little bit about the Bucks then. So, what are your thoughts on the Bucks Fake. heading into the playoffs? Fake. This just goes back to everything I've been saying all year. The Bucks are just a fake team, fake. and I think Chris and I have agreed on this all year. This podcast, they're just they're just a team that's not that good. They're a team that, nope. although they had a great record before with all the weapons, they just never passed the eye test. Every time I saw them play, fun fact. Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored the same amount of points as the Denver Broncos did against the Saints. Now, you might be thinking, oh, what does that mean? The Denver Broncos played with a wide receiver from the practice squad at quarterback and scored the same amount of points. Just saying. Fun fact. I think you might have sent me that. I did. Maybe. Or I sent it to you. I don't know. Just, just think about it. I saw that just on Instagram. Just soak into your head. Just how bad this team is. Like they're they're another inconsistent team. Like they have weapons, but like they really don't. Like they're there, but I don't know. I feel like just not used effectively. And when you have a good team like the Rams, you have a good team like the Chiefs, you have a good team like the Saints, just you just don't man, they choke. I don't know. I maybe I'm the only one. I wasn't a believer coming into the year of the Bucks, but they kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I'm kind of a believer. I think when they beat the Packers, was it 38 to 10, I believe? Uh-huh. Like, that really changed my opinion on the Bucks. And, you know, I, I get what you guys are saying. But at the end of the day, with that, um, with those wide receivers, um, with that defense, which hasn't been great lately, but they still have the number one rush defense in the league, I still think they're a contender in the NFC, which, again, is very wide open. But I think they can make noise. That's the only reason, though. It's only because they're in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like and is anything in the AFC, they're done. They're not even. Mm-hmm. They're not seven and five. They could be five hundred, maybe even a little lower. Who knows? Could we see a Brady versus Giants in the first round? Round three, I would love maybe. That matchup. That'd be interesting. I would love that matchup. Well, I don't know if you guys saw that, but Daniel Jones is gonna be out a couple weeks. Yeah, he is now. I mean, I was telling Thomas before. If the Giants, let's say they're healthy, right? Let's say Daniel Jones comes back, and that's all I mean by healthy. If they have Daniel Jones, if they're there, now this kind of jumps into our next topic of the playoff talk. Like, they're going to be the four seed, right? Whoever wins the NFC is going to be the four seed, and it's still up for grabs. But I'm like, I don't know. I like the Giants, not anymore, with hurt with him hurt. But let's say he came back. I feel like they're a team that you just don't want to play. Like, I... Disagree. <laughs> I don't know. They uh, like they. What have, about you? Scares them. They they just just some teams just have that. Like I don't know the Giants. To me, every game they don't lose by a lot. They keep every game close. Literally, they have not blown one 
They there's only they only got blown out once, and every loss, they were in it the whole time, the whole time, and they almost beat the Bucks. They should have beat the Bucks if Daniel Jones knew how to throw the football more than twenty yards. And he's in the past four games, you've seen him progressively get better. To me, I don't know the Giants. Like, like I don't know. I feel like any Giants, Washington, any any NFC team besides the Eagles are a team I'm I'm. Obviously, you know I don't mind playing them, but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that confident because I feel like you know they just they snuck in. All you gotta do is get in, and you just gotta make that one team. Then you just gotta win one game. You're at home. Like I feel like any of the NFC East teams that come in are not gonna be a blowout, especially against especially against Tampa. Uh, I think you can make the argument that out of all the teams, the NFC East, that they're quote unquote the most dangerous. But if you put seven or eight teams in the playoffs. Like the Giants are the team you want to play. Like if you ask any team, no, no, like, yeah. who do you want to play in the playoffs? You say the New York Giants, obviously. So then I don't want to say they're like a sneaky, scary team. I think you can make the argument that they're the best team in the NFC East. Not anymore, but that doesn't mean they're a very good team. I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I know I agree with that. I think their defense is sneaky, definitely like under the radar. Um, but as far as Daniel Jones, like I don't know. I've never been a big fan. He makes some really good throws, but there's just always seems to be like three to four like stupid, stupid decisions he makes, whether it be turnovers or running like 15 yards backwards and getting a sack. Like there's always like three to four like boneheaded plays per game that he makes. And especially in the playoffs, you just can't have that, especially against some of the defenses um, in the NFC, like the Rams or the Bucks or I don't know. I wouldn't be afraid of them. I, I think I get what you're saying with all the close games, but. At the end of the day, I think the Giants are definitely the team out of all the want to play. I think the teams are might be a little uh, race for the five seed over there <laughs> to see who plays the Giants. No, yeah, or or the NFC East team, depending on if that changes. No, I mean, I'm not saying these they're gonna win, but like you know, some teams you just don't want to play. Like if they play, um. And I mean, obviously, nothing's going to be the same. No Daniel Jones. I guess Washington has the edge. Alex Smith is the only thing, only quarterback with the experience now. I guess Andy Dalton, but they're just a team you just don't really want to play. I don't know. I really don't have a reasoning, but they're just kind of like, you know, I feel like teams that's not going to really prepare for them as they should. If it was like the Saints or the Seahawks, they're going to just kind of take them as a joke. They're just going to get in there, you know, play boring. It's not a playoff game like it's a regular season game. And I don't know, I just feel like that's kind of the difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of guy that when the playoffs start, I'm going to root for those underdog teams. So if the Giants make the playoffs, they're going to become the biggest Giants fan of all time for a couple of weeks. Just because I want to see them beat someone. Even if Dallas? No, fuck that. <laughs> and then there's, I don't know. Say, okay, I, I don't want to say the Giants because that's not a gr- I mean, being the Jets fan, being New York, New York, you know, you never want to root for the Giants, okay? But my point is that if the Giants make the playoffs – I think it's fair to say they won't get blown out round one, but I think it's pretty far-fetched to say they're going to win a game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I it agree. Is. But People forget. People forget that the Marshawn Lynch game against the Saints, they snuck in as what? I believe they were a 7-9 and nine team that year. Yeah. They hosted a game. They were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Saints. Marshawn Lynch went off. Like, you never know in the playoffs. Beast so. mode. Who knows? Maybe. Anything could happen. Remember the Super Bowl when the Giants played the Patriots? Remember how much of an underdog they were that game? 
Mm-hmm. It was like ten points. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a super you never ball. know. Exactly, and that's why I meant that David Tyree. <laughs> now let's talk more playoffs. I want to uh, let's focus on NFC West and just AFC in general. So let's let's finish the NFC right now. Let's go. Let's stick with the NFC West. The Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals are all separated by a game each. Now, they all play each other in some sort of way. Like, the three of them, maybe not directly, but they all play each other at least one more time. And the Niners are making some noise. to They won't slip into the seven speed, but they could definitely give the, these teams some... It'll be a speed bump to try and beat them. Do you guys think three these three teams will stay... Three teams in one division will be in the playoffs. I I saw a scenario today where all four can make it. As crazy, no, as no, it no. Sounds. Yeah, yeah. Scenario, scenario. But that's not going to happen. I just want to. Okay, that's good. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I. If you ask me who the best seven teams are in the NFC, I'm listing three teams from the West. So I think yeah, that's a fair statement. Okay. Okay. Now, with the odds being that high. Will NFC West team make it to the Super Bowl? No, no, I don't think any. Uh, I'll say, I'll say yes. I'll stick with my Rams. Oh yeah, I think I made that statement. I think the Rams, Rams get in. I've been a big Seattle guy. No, I'm telling you, I've been a big Seattle guy the whole time. I just like them. I just, I trust Wilson more than anybody, any other quarterback. Yeah, I think, I think if you go between the Rams and the Seahawks, I think a team from the West will get in. I mean, obviously the Saints are the favorite right now, but. I don't know. There's just something about the Saints where it's like, no, nah. I'm just not sold on them. Even with Breeze, like I'm just not sold. And yeah, at the end of the day, like out of any quarterback in the NFC, I'm trusting probably Rodgers, but definitely Russell Wilson over anyone. I know their defense isn't great, um, but at the end of the game, I wouldn't want anyone else besides maybe like three guys in the league, and Russ is one of them. So I wouldn't bet against the Seahawks either. So to your question, I'd say yes, a team from the NFC West. Will make the Super Bowl. No, I mean you look at this. You have the Vikings five and six, Arizona's in the seventh spot. They're only six and five, so they're really only game out. And the Niners are five and six, and the Bears are also five and six. So not not all four will make it. Maybe the Niners will swap with the Cardinals. The Bears are just they they should be zero and eleven. And the the Vikings <laughs> could they they can make a run. They make a run. That's Kenny's team. If you guys didn't know. Him. That's Kenny's. That has been my. T- that was my team. Let's That's really Kenny's dad. I've team. fallen off. I've fallen off. I've fallen off a little bit on the Vikings. Why after the Dallas game? No, the Carolina game actually. Really? Even though they won, I just yeah they did. It was, it was not a good win. They didn't look like a playoff team. No, Car- Carolina's not hey, that man. good. Carolina's Sorry. my team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we both messed up. Yeah. All right, so let's just look at AFC in general. So, so obviously everyone knows. You know, I make my picks or whatever. And I'm just trying to think today of who I'm going to take now because I have a bunch of good teams I need to use. So I'm just thinking there's two teams here with 10 wins and they're both going to be fighting to the end because I doubt any of them are going to edge each other out by more than two games or week 17 will not matter. They're going to be fighting for that bye. Then you look, Tennessee, Buffalo, Cleveland, all eight and three. That can go any way. And I'm sure a couple of them will end up on tiebreakers. Then Miami... Indianapolis, 7-4, right? They're tied. Those are the first seven. Now, you have Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore, 
who still has to play Pittsburgh. So they could be 7-4-2. And then you still have the Raiders. And to me, that's where it stops. I don't see the Patriots. I mean, obviously, they can do something, but they're not going to be there. So you have potentially nine teams that could shake things up. And every there's no team in the playoffs right now who's alone with their record. They're all tied. Now, let's just break it up into some sections here. You have Pittsburgh and Kansas City. You have Tennessee, Buffalo, and Cleveland. And then you have Miami and Indianapolis. Right? Then you also have Baltimore and Vegas. So, go ahead. I'll, Kenny, I'm going to ask both of you guys. Kenny and Thomas, who's, who's going to be in the top after Pittsburgh and Kansas City? Mm, Buffalo is my pick. Buffalo is my pick. Um, I don't know, Thomas. Thomas, you go first. I want to hear. What All you right, say. yeah. <laughs> so if we're talking about wild card teams, um, I think the top four I think is going to stay the same. I think those teams will win their division. Honestly, does Miami and play then, Buffalo one so, more time? Yes, they do. But they also mm, I don't Week know. Week seventeen, I believe they all, they also still play Kansas City, Miami, and they also play Vegas. So. Those are two tough games. Okay. So for me, I'm just looking at the wild card. I think I think Cleveland, as much as I think they're frauds and I'm just not a fan, I don't think they're going to make any noise, they still play the Jets and the Giants. So I feel like at minimum, they're going to get into the wild card, at minimum the seventh seed. I think – I wouldn't call it a lock just yet, but I think they're as close as to a lock as you could get. Um, so really, I'm looking at the sixth and the seventh seed right now. And uh, – the way things are going for Miami, I've kind of cooled off on them the last few weeks. If I had to make a pick, I'd say Vegas um, actually switches with them. I really like the Raiders team. I know they kind of laid an egg against the Atlanta. But if you look at their schedule, they still have Denver. They still have the Jets. They still have the Chargers. And then they play Miami at home, which honestly could – that could be the playing game for the seven seed. So I think that game will be really interesting for the AFC. And <sighs> – I know they had a really bad week, but I think it was just an anomaly. Um, I think their defense is pretty solid. Jacobs, if he's healthy, gives them a really good rushing attack. And I think Carr, up until this game, played really well. So i like to see how they respond next week. But just going off a limb here, I'd say um, quick pick. Dolphins don't make the playoffs, and the Raiders slide into that No Baltimore. Spot. No Baltimore. And the, and the, and the Colts stay? I think the Colts okay. stay. Yeah. Okay. I can I can definitely respect that because I'm I'm completely agreeing with you. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Titans, Buffalo, Cleveland are definitely all in. Cleveland's a lock for their division. Now the only thing I could see is I could definitely see Miami playing, um, taking that division in the NFC East. Um, they just have to obviously they have to win that game versus Buffalo, but they Buffalo still has to play the Niners obviously are not a gimme anymore. They still have to play the Steelers. And they still have to play the Patriots in in New England. So, and again, big, I'm big division games. Division games to me are scary. No locks in a division game ever. And then they still have to play. They have to play Denver, but whatever. I mean, maybe if Denver, if Drew Locke is back, Denver is not a gimme either. Because they have, the, they have a decent defense. 
Well, if you want to look at it like that also, I mean, I Miami still has to play the Chiefs, right? And they still got to play Vegas. And they still got to play the Patriots. All right, well, well I was just well. trying to – I was, so, I was I just think, favoring Miami here, Kenny, but – You're favoring <laughs> Miami based on strength of schedule, and I, I would say strength of schedule is pretty equal, Chris. No, no, I'm just, I'm just looking at the positives for Miami. I'm not going to look at the negatives right now. <laughs> That's how I was looking. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Just, fine, trying, fine, to, just trying to get them to win that division, seeing there's a way, but – that can I make a broad state? What's the word? What's the word? Um, I'm gonna go on a limb. Okay, I'm gonna say I think there's a better chance the Dolphins don't make the playoffs than they do win the division. I agree, and I know that that might sound strange, but if you're if you're the Dolphins, chances are you go back to Tua, right? You went to Tua for a reason. I think there's chances are you go back to Tua. Okay. I think you go back to Tua, your offense isn't nearly as explosive. Last time with Tua, you laid an egg against Denver, okay? They're going to win next week against the Bengals with no Burrow, right? But after that, not, they could lose out. They probably won't. But I'm just not high on Tua for this year. And I think if they go back to Tua, they're going to struggle at the end of the season. Right, I'm a fan of Tua in the long run. Let's I keep it. Let's this keep. This year, he's the guy. Let's keep it on this conversation with Tua and Fitz. What's the deal? I mean, what's your what's your plan if you're in Miami shoes right now, Thomas? Um, I think. I mean, they're competing for a playoff spot right now. I love I love Tua coming out of college. I think he will be a good quarterback in the NFL. But from what I've seen, like I just don't see it with him right now as a win now quarterback. He gets rattled too easily. He holds the ball too long. He kind of just gets like scared in the pocket sometimes. And Fitz, you know, say what you want about Fitz, but he's fearless and he is going to do whatever it takes to win you a football game. So if I'm Miami, I'm not saying he's the better quarterback, but I think he gives them the better chance to win. So I honestly, I'd stick with Fitz if I'm Miami. No, yeah, I. <sighs> The only reason I see Miami going back is not – I mean, obviously, it's because they went to him before, so they obviously think he's ready. But this, the, he's the future, and I don't think they want to put any doubt in, their, in his mind that he's not, and they don't want him to leave because they want him to stay. And putting – I feel like it's a, just a big knock to Tua if they put him in, right? He, get, obviously he comes out to health is concerned. He's injured. That's fine. Right, but now he's not. And I feel like if they just don't put him back in, I feel like they care more about their future than this season because they know they're not going to be Kansas City. Obviously, that's not <clears throat> sorry, that's not how they're thinking. But, I mean, and I'm going to look at it in a positive way as for Tua. The dude hasn't thrown an interception all year up. He's played five full games now, or four full games, something like that. He still hasn't thrown, a, he hasn't thrown an interception yet. And, I mean, 97 attempts, no picks, that's not bad. For have um have either of you heard Tua talk in a press conference? No. Have you heard his voice? No. He he might be the most professional person you can ever hear. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And as as a rookie, you don't come around that a lot. And you can look at the Dolphins and say they're a team that took a chance on Tua with his injury, mm-hmm. right? So many teams passed on him. I think if you're Tua, like. You're not going anywhere. Like this is your team. You know this is your team in the future. And I think Tua is such a professional guy that if Fitz goes out there, he's not going to be salty. He's not going to be bitter. 
he knows that Fitz is a guy who's been around the league for a long time. He's barely ever sniffed the playoffs. And if Fitz goes out there and balls out, he deserves it. And I don't think Tua in any way is going to feel disrespected from that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And if and if you do bench Tua in favor of Fitzpatrick and the worst case scenario is like, Tua gets upset, whatever, he gets, you know, he just isn't the same afterwards, then was he ever really going to be your franchise quarterback if something like that affects him that much? Because my opinion is if he's good, he's good. Something like so, so small as like not getting the starting job for what four games left, five games left shouldn't affect him that much going forward. And if it does, then in my opinion, he was never the guy to begin with. Yeah, Chris, I get the vibe from you that you're big pro Tua here the rest of the way and put your franchise on Tua. No, personally, I think you keep Fitz in. But if I but if okay. I'm the GM of Miami, I, I think I need to put Tua in just for his men, just mentally. And obviously, it's not that he's bad. Like, we know he he can play. Like, I'm looking at... If you look at his season stats, he's 60 for 97, right? 600 yards. And six touchdowns, no picks. Right? And and he's much more mobile than Fitzpatrick is. Right? He's already... Like, I mean, running isn't his thing, per se, but he's much more mobile than Fitz is. Now, I love what Thomas just said. Fitz will do anything to win you the football game. And I'm not going to say Tua isn't because Tua is um, – he's a fighter. He's gone through one of the worst injuries you can get as a professional athlete, and he's bounced back from it. He's playing, like, almost good as new. And I don't know. I feel like just mentally I need to put Tua back in just because he is my franchise. And these are – you know, these aren't weeks 8 through 12 – these are weeks 13 through 17, and each game has a huge impact of what happens in the, in the playoff run. And they could win the division, right? That's what they're looking at right now is win the division. They're not looking to become the sixth seed, right? So I don't know. I feel like personally, as a fan, I want Fitz. But as a manager, I think I need to put Tua back in. All I'm going to say is... Number five in the 2020 NFL draft is Tua. Number six was Justin Herbert. I wonder maybe years from now if they'll look back on that decision and maybe regret it because Herbert is balling out. And Tua, it's been early, but there's a little bit little bit cause for concern there. Mm, yeah, but he was also injured. He looks scared in the pocket. We'll see. We got to see what happens with that. That's a good take, though. That's we'll a see. good comment. We'll see. That's, That's a great, great take. Herbert's a dog. Oh, Herbert's an absolute oh, dog. Oh, no, I'm 100%. We but... all love Herbert, but we got you know, to wait 10 years to see what happens That's there. the conversation for another day. Yes. Because I yes. guarantee you that was a flip. If, if you asked the entire front office of Miami who they wanted to take, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 50-50 either way on those two guys. Mm. Like, it really was a coin. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never been in, in a are you, draft. Oh, you haven't? Obviously. You haven't? I mean, not normally not. I mean, I, sometimes, you know, I just chill in the Eagles draft room. But, you know, I'm on my bad weekends. I don't know. Not sure. No, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people didn't like Herbert in college. Like, they liked him, but they didn't like him like Tua. They didn't like him like Lawrence. They don't like him like that player. Bro. Yeah. Like, he he just was. Maybe because he was in the Pac-12. That could definitely have something to do with it. People don't watch Pac-12. Exactly, because yeah. they're 10, 10.30, bro. You don't stay up for the 10.30 games. There's a problem. 
People don't watch Pac-12 games. I don't watch Pac-12 games. I do. On Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Or Fridays and Saturdays, I watch Pac-12. I'm in more of a Big Ten. Big Ten. I mean, I, I just watch. SEC, Big 12. Pac-12 is kind of just there for me. Unless there's like a Washington or Utah who's good. <laughs> All right, well, that brings uh, wraps it up here. Uh, Kenny and I would like to thank Thomas coming in making some great points. Always a pleasure to have you. We'll definitely come back again. And anytime, of course, thanks anytime. for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, it was our, our official first guest here on the KCP show. So that's a proud milestone in our, in our young careers. Yeah, clap it up, clap it up, right? It's an honor. It's an, it's honor. an honor, right? And so we'll definitely we'll see you guys next week, later on, make our picks, and see you guys later. I'm Chris. I'm Kenny. I'm Thomas. Peace out. Yeah. All right, peace. I'm the better one, by the way. Peace.